0: Hello, this is the Tech Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 51.
1: Episode 51, cranking these episodes out. So, last night I wanted to play some poker, but I didn't get to. But it seems like you had a fairly interesting night.
0: Well, it was interesting in the sense that I went to Prime. And I mean, that place was packed. Because if you don't know, they had a gigantic tournament going on. I mean, when I walked in, the uh, the floor guy told me, he said, oh, well, we're giving away, um, I think it was like 400 thousand dollars. What's the exact number?
1: It, uh, first place for this tournament was $455,000.
0: Yeah, he said that, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, no way. Is that? Clearly, I must have misheard.
1: You did not miss her here. That is that is what they had. They gave away.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I when I showed up, they were three handed.
1: Oh wow, they were three. Ha- I mean, you want to talk about three happy people? I bet.
0: Yeah. Uh, when I left, they were heads up.
1: Well, cause I mean, I think even third place is like two hundred something thousand.
0: Yep, like two hundred and two. So, yeah. I mean,
1: never never a bad day when you get third and you can still buy a house.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hell of a. God, what an atmosphere. That is so awesome to have been there during... uh, Because I went to Prime recently and I was really shocked at the atmosphere being like the old kind of Prime. But I mean, that's a whole new level.
0: Oh, I mean, like we were saying whenever you left and what made me go there is how it's almost like the Prime of old. I mean, just... I mean, I think there was maybe 10 or 11 tables going, counting the main event uh, stream final table. And it was packed.
1: It's, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, like I say I've always been a big fan of Prime, because they are the first ones I thought brought, like, the Vegas feel of uh, poker to Houston, so I've always kind of rooted for them, and, you know, they've had their, where they were the only, like, the biggest place in town, to have a, of a rough, kind of, after COVID and all that, and now they're, they seem to be just coming up. I mean, what these tournament series they're having, amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, um... I guess you want to get into the session that you played before me because I think you played your prime session before mine. Or you want me to go right into my session?
1: Uh, since we already jumped off here, let's just go into your session. Uh, How do you end up doing last night?
0: Um, okay, so let me let me start at the beginning at least. <laughs> so I'm sitting, waiting to get on the table. The games look like they're very deep stacked. I was kind of one. I was a little concerned that my buy in I mean, if you I know buying it for five hundred should be enough in a one three game or a one three six game. But when everyone's sitting there with like two thousand dollars in front of them and some people more, I was getting I was kinda like, man, this game is gonna be playing pretty big.
1: Well one three six, you are technically under a hundred big blinds. So I can kind of see the concern of being just kinda real short.
0: Well, because, I mean, as you know, it's 1-3, but when the stacks are that deep, normally people are all just straddling.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely a a big thing, especially around Texas.
0: (laughs) And it's not even the thing that, it's not even the issue that you don't have to straddle if you don't want to or whatever, but let's say you're the one person not straddling, all the pots are still gigantic.
1: Oh yeah, I usually don't straddle, but I mean, it definitely, but for that, all the hands that you're going, it's a $6 blind for the most part. So, yeah, it's – yeah, I mean, it's just – which, I mean, like you say, is going to – and that's going to – the raises are going to be more. And the pots are just going to grow that much more. That means the turn bets are more. So, yeah, it just constantly feeds on itself.
0: Um. So, but they end up making a new table, right? And then we're all around the same uh, stack depth. So, it, was, it started off pretty good. Um. I was pretty surprised. I, you know, like flopped top pair like Ace, Queen and bet it all the way down and got paid on some of those – which, I mean, as of late was, felt like something new because I had not been running the best.
1: Yeah, it's always a good feeling when you can just get your basic hands just to hold.
0: I mean, you know you're rolling whenever you're hero calling down with pocket sixes on a... Uh, it was... Um, what was it? It was five four three. I flopped open-ended. Um, And then the turn was like a jack and the river a queen. And then... um. He actually I called a big bet on the turn. Check, check the river. That was good.
1: Here's a question. Like on the like that's an interesting flop for your exact hand. What how did the flop action go?
0: Um He bet like pot and I called.
1: Did you think of raising?
0: I did. But me and this guy have been battling pretty hard throughout uh I I did your your three bet with ace queen with him. Okay completely break the flop. It was like three seven nine. Okay. Uh, and um I did C bet small down bet the C bet. And um he he called, but I could see he was debating raising or folding. Oh, sorry not raising or folding. He was in a debate, right? You could clearly see he was kinda of tanking about something.
1: Oh, I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> but he
0: only called and then I I, uh, spiked the ace on the turn.
1: Oh, I thought you were just... I thought regardless of the ace, you were just gonna barrel the crap out of this turn once he debated.
0: Uh, it did not seem like a guy, like, troubled debating. It seemed like a guy thinking, should I raise or call?
1: Oh, okay. I was... Oh, man. What a a great turn for that hand.
0: And he was like, I knew I should have raised the turn, the flop. But... Yeah, it worked out great for me.
1: It it seems like it worked (laughs) out amazing for you. (laughs)
0: But then, uh, so then the table breaks and they had room for everyone. So we all moved tables, right? And then I didn't have, I had two kind of session-defining hands, I would say. Okay. I get pocket aces in the big blind. And I mean, pretty much this whole session, I've been kind of up and down. Like, my high point, I'd be up maybe 200 bucks and I'd be... Up fifty bucks, kind of back and forth. Okay. Um. So this was a big hand. I uh, I'm in the big bond with pocket aces. A guy who's very deep stack opens to twenty. A short stack jams all. Uh, a short stack jams all in for sixty
1: five. Uh, you know I hate this scenario. Uh, because like it should be good, but then when you, if it calls well I guess it depends on who calls and everything like what happens after he, that short stack goes for 56 uh 65
0: 65 um I repop it to 200
1: it seems like it's so hard to get a call here
0: well don't worry I get a call
1: oh really okay <laughs> I always hate this scenario because it's One of those, but just one of those times where it's like, it's not that big of a raise, but it's enough that you do have to raise, and it's it's a lot of times that original raiser just folds. Great to get a call here.
0: Right. So I get a call. The flop comes queen, seven, ten, rainbow. I'm in the big blind, so I check it. He bets like 150,
1: 130. You check this flop? That's uh that's usually your stand. This would be a great standard C bet flop. What, what caused you to check here?
0: So I could check raise.
1: Okay. That's yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I can see that.
0: <laughs> so I check raised all in. Um, so for, it was like, he met 130 and then I guess it was probably like 450 more.
1: Okay.
0: He folds. Um, so I win the side pot. Um, and then the guy who jammed all in was 65 pre-flop. He had 8-9 offsuit, had flopped open-ended. I only run it once. He rivers a 6.
1: Oh, God. So just rivers. Rivers is. Well, he flopped. Yeah, if he, he rivers is open-ended, that sucks. But, I mean, good. I mean, nice check C bet on that flop. Or, I guess, check raise on that flop.
0: Yeah, I mean, it worked out pretty good. I mean, I, I wonder what that guy had. I bet, like, jacks
1: or tens, right? I mean, that would make a lot of sense. It's a, I mean, if he had jacks or tens, you would definitely probably bet once you check, because it looks like you might have ace-king, and that, mm, that should be a check, but I think a lot of people would bet there.
0: Yeah, that was kind of my thought.
1: It's Because, uh, I mean, I, on jacks or tens, you really have enough showdown value that you're only getting called by better.
0: He definitely did have tens. He would have folded a set.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Was...
0: <laughs> yeah, I just realized I said jacks or tens. He probably had jacks.
1: I mean, he could have actually had a queen. And just, you know, uh, I mean, once you check raise all in, I mean, you made it 200 pre-flop. I mean, aces, kings, and ace, queen are definitely in that range.
0: Absolutely, I think, I think he was frustrated because after that hand, I had played another hand where I opened um, a suited connector to twenty, and he <laughs> raised me to like it was like a hundred and like forty or something. Good God! <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I was like, well, I guess I can't call this.
1: I mean, it only throws people. Like I've seen people do this, but I mean. I don't know, if you're raising that much, I mean the times I have it, you're gonna pay. And the times I don't and you do, well I mean you're you're making twenty dollars.
0: <laughs> yeah, he made forty. One other person called my twenty.
1: Oh, okay. Well it's good for him. him.
0: Um and then me and this other dude have been battling back and forth. Um he was playing pretty crazy, pretty loose and crazy, right? Okay. Um uh, let me think. So the big hand Actually, I texted you. Um, oh, I played that bomb pot. We're at ace, queen, and flopped an, a queen on both boards being top pair but on a draw-heavy board. And one guy went all in. I called his all in for like, he bought him for 100 so it was like 80 bucks more or something.
1: He went all in on the flop? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I called, another guy called, and they both went runner-runner straight for four-card straights on both boards for me to lose on each board.
1: Oh, wow. Here's a question. Did you ever – did you think of raising going over the top of that guy's all-in?
0: I thought about it, but then I don't – I mean, hindsight for sure was the right move. But in the moment, I was kind of like um, – I don't know. I, did, I, I just hate bomb-pons. Yeah, <laughs> was, I mean,
1: because it's pretty strong heads-up, but like multi-way, it's tough. And then, I mean, here's a here's a problem. If somebody has kings or aces, I mean, you're you are getting stacked here. But it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be hard for anybody to be beating you on two pa- like on both boards.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, now if one guy, now if that guy who went all in has basically the nuts on his board, and the other guy who calls you, or I guess this is a problem if you go over and above that one guy. If someone jams on you, you are in a hard spot there.
0: hundred percent. So oh man. You want to talk about getting lucky? I mean <laughs> so I have pocket queens. On the flop, I made it fifty six to go pre flop. And I got two callers. Okay. The flop comes ace high with a uh, club draw. I have pocket queens. This guy shoves for $50. Okay. What do you do here?
1: I mean, I fold. I mean, I made it $56. A guy shoves here. I mean, I just feel like he's got an ace 100% of the time.
0: So I put in the call. Uh, The other guy (laughs) folds. Uh, (laughs) um, It ran out club club to get me runner runner clubs.
1: You are such a punk. <laughs> and let me guess, this guy had an ace. He
0: didn't show. I assume he had nothing.
1: <laughs> I was like, I, I'm sure I was good even before it.
0: Yeah, well, I did check to make sure I had the queen of clubs before calling.
1: Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, so, so so even when he has an ace, you know, you do have that 1 in 21 times. You're going to backdoor flush.
0: And this was that time. I'd hate to miss out on the opportunity to hit it. Um. <laughs> And this was basically the the big hand for me before I ended up leaving because I was literally texting you and I had stuff to do the next day. So I was like, well, I really need to go. But I had already stacked this guy, the guy who hit the straight. I stacked him like two hands later because I rivered a flush and he tried representing a boat. And I just called because, I mean, he had less than a pot size bet and -hmm. he had nothing. Um, So this was basically the big hand. That same maniac he buys in for maybe 200, maybe 180, something like that. I have 6 4 of spades. uh, Club. uh, Sorry. Spades. Geez. Um, He makes it 20. I call. One other person calls. uh, One of the deep sacks. And the flop comes Queen 6 4 rainbow.
1: Good God, what a flop for you. That's
0: what I was thinking. And then he bets pretty big. Like, I mean, at 20, so I think he bet, like, 60, like, almost pot. Okay. Um, I only call. He had to have had more money than...
1: I like this only call here, because, I mean, like, I think a lot of people would be like, well, you could raise here. But once you call... You inflate this pot so much, it's going to be hard to get away from
0: it. Um, the other player folds. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the turn is a complete brick. Um, and he bets about the same bet again. So Wait, I like a
1: pot bet again or no, no, 60? No, 60. Okay, okay.
0: I raise him, and then he just snap jams all in. Which was heart almost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not that much more. I call, he has pocket kings, I hold.
1: Oh, what a great, I mean, just a great flop for you. I mean, really, I mean, really kind of just a cooler, it is what it is with him. So it kind of plays itself. But, I mean, I do like, I mean, if you re-raise that flop with that exact hand, he's just never going anywhere. But that being said, I like the way you played it regardless. <laughs> All
0: right, I mean, so that was a pretty big session for me. That's um, a, yeah, you've won more than a buy-in, so that's always good.
1: Yeah, that's really, uh, when it's more, when you double up and a little bit more, that's always really nice.
0: Man, what are we going to get aces to hold?
1: Man, we, we have had, been on a horrible run with aces, kings, queens. I mean, like, my premiums, I mean, have been just garbage lately. <laughs> I mean, I've run kings into aces several times. I've run queens into kings several times. I've run... I've had some flops where I were had kings or aces and flop dead. I mean, I, there should... Look, like, I mean, a variance is a thing it should turn around. I mean, this spike up we're about to hit should be so much fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Because I am owed so much in the way of variance. <laughs>
0: Um, but I mean that was basically my session. It was uh, halfway. It was kind of a long session, but it was a needed win. So that was nice.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a. Uh, I guess we can go into mine.
0: <laughs> I mean, we can, I mean, I would hope so. I
1: mean, if the audience can tell, I'm I'm gonna cry a little bit because that's what I do when I talk about poker anymore. <laughs> I cry. Uh, so. Let me see. I go to Paramount one day, and so I I get in an Omaha pot, and flop comes, and I just, I completely kind of misread my hand. I think I'm open-ended. I check and realize I flopped the nuts.
0: <laughs> how do all these stories have you misreading your hand all the time? I don't time? know, man. I can't <laughs> seem to
1: read anything anymore. It's, uh, I mean, it is but I'm like, well this is actually good. Here they're pretty aggressive. And you know, the check raise in Omaha I'm finding is just a hugely just a huge tool cuz I mean, you can bet so much more on the check raise cuz I mean, you can go 3 times that person's bet plus the pot rather than just the pot. So it's I mean, I so I mean, I'm like, well, if someone bets, this just puts me in a great spot. And someone obliges, it checks checks. This guy, uh, uh, someone bets. Not even a huge bet either, but it allows me to now three times his bet plus the pot. So I bet big on this on this deal. And I flop the nut straight, there's a flush draw on board. I It comes around and he shoots, and he ends up calling, kind of a tank call. Well the flush hits on the turn. I check and he he jams for like last of 120 or 130, and he's like, and I mean, and he's like, well, I knew you were on the on, I knew you flopped the nuts, and you know, kind of like that. He's trying to act like he's bluffing me, not bluffing me, because there's nothing he could have that he would ever call. That's not a flush here, so I just go ahead and fold. But that was very very sad to uh, <laughs> really get a gr- in a great spot and then have him turn the flush. Uh then do a bomb pot where i turn the nuts and i'm open ended on the other board. I'm like, okay, this is a great spot. <laughs> I mean, i have the nuts and if i if i if i hit this straight on the other, then i could be a scoop for a major deal. Uh gets it all in, then and then a river they river a flush where i have the nuts and I obviously don't hit the straight does not work out well for me I mean I am I mean I am just getting destroyed at this table I mean with the nuts on every hand mind you uh finally I'm kind of short stacked I have like a hundred something dollars and I get pocket queens to pocket Kings and
0: well I'll just
1: let you imagine where the story goes from there
0: I mean I'll tell the listeners this you called me after that hand. And I was gonna play poker that night, and then I didn't because <laughs> how, <laughs> convin- how convincing you were that I should <laughs> play poker is not that fun.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about destroyed. Uh, so I go to Prime. I go to Prime the next day, and I'm really so I'm going there, and it's really cool atmosphere. Like we said, just like it's like the old Prime. It's just really fun. And I've, I'll tell you what, the tables I've been getting on at Prime are just, they're probably the splashiest, most fun tables of anywhere I go recently. Uh, I go and there's this one guy, I get into a bomb pot, and I have jack six of diamonds, the flop on the top board is six, six, eight, the bottom board is ace, three, six. So flop trip sixes on one board and a pair of sixes on the other. I bet 40. There's one call. I turn a second diamond on the bottom board. So now I have trip sixes and a flush draw on the bottom board. And I'm like, well, I need to try to put some pressure because he's probably got an ace. And, I mean, at the very least, now I have equity. So I bet 100, and he kind of tank calls a little bit. (laughs) On the river, it rivers a flush on the bottom board. And... I now have trip sixes and a flush. I go all in for $212. He snap calls now, and I scoop.
0: Well, that's a nice one.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I am just so happy to uh, actually have gotten here and been like, you know, and I mean, he was a nice guy. You could tell he's kind of a recreational player. Uh, Because, I mean, I saw him call a three bet with like ace nine off. Yikes. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, this guy, he's here to have a good time. He is not here to to uh to grind this. It was uh but okay, the table dynamics very much changed cuz he's being really loose, like really friendly. There's this European guy from Vegas to my left. And he kind of starts talking and starts talking to him and they're being real friendly or whatever. And I'm being friendly and we're kind of talking. Well, him and the European guy get into a hand and he's like and then like he ends up making a like a fold like on the river for like a pretty big amount. And you know, he's just they've been talking and half assing and bullshitting. Well he asked the European, he's like, What do you have or whatever and all that and he asked a couple times and you know but the European guy ends up saying, like, you know, I'm not telling you shit, it's poker Which I thought was pretty harsh when you've got a very splashy recreational player who's there to have a good time and you're grinding. I was like, I mean, kind of your job as a poker player, if you're going to be playing for profit, is making sure these people have a good time a little bit, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you would think so.
1: But it's like, it was real weird because it went from like, a this is... Yeah, like I say, I mean, it went from a real fun environment to just a really very awkward environment. And I was like, well, this just... And I mean, that guy, you know, just ended up tightening up and then, like, three-betting. I mean, it was very... I don't know. The table dynamics were such a weird change after that.
0: Sounded like it could take a good game and turn it into a bad one.
1: It really kind of did. And it was... But I mean, it, like, I teach their own, but I was just, I thought that was a little overboard for, you know, talking. I mean, I, like, I understand, like, it's poker and the guy has a right not to, like, I'm telling you, but there's a way to go about it, you know, especially when it's a recreational player.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was funny because something like that kind of happened. Not like that exactly, but. To where people were wondering, you know, what I had. And, I mean, I don't know why people don't have the need to just lie. I mean, you don't need to tell people what you have, right? Right. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. It's whatever. Uh, So I was telling someone what hand I had, and the dealer flipped my hand over on accident. It was a different hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is freaking hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, huh. (laughs) I mean, were you tipping this dealer throughout the night very well? I'm like this. Can I? am doing quotation marks. Accident.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even notice he flipped. It. He just apologized.
1: Yeah, that's that's that is freaking awesome. That's hilarious. But so I end up with pocket. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I end up with pocket queens. Uh, the table's gotten a little aggressive. So I, I end up raising the l- kind of loose that kind of same player who he's the recreational player. He ends up calling this guy who's kind of been three betting and playing a little wild. Ca- uh, ends up three betting me to like eighty.
0: Was he like whenever you said wild? Was do you think he's a profitable player who's like a super aggressive player who knows what they're doing? Or just wild, like, drinking, partying, having...
1: Okay, like, by wild, he's just been betting a lot, and I got the... Like, he was an aggressive kind of recreational player.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: Is what I I was going. But, I mean, not crazy. Like, nothing insane. Like, he hasn't been, like, three betting and showing four eight off or anything. He's just been very active as far as betting. Uh, But, I mean, he hasn't shown down anything that is just, like, stupid. I go ahead and make the call... I'm like, well, if it's over, if I have an overpair to this board, I could really make some money, uh, and then, you know, kind of just see kind of where this flop takes me. Uh, and then the other guy, the recreational player, ends up making the call as well. So we're into we're going in here to a two hundred and forty dollars pot on the flop. The flop comes five six. Deuce, so pretty amazing flop for me. The guy who was a three, who was the three better pre-flop, ends up betting, I believe, a hundred and thirty. Okay. Uh, I end up making the call.
0: And what do you have again?
1: Uh, I have pocket queens.
0: Okay, and it's deuce five six flop. Rainbow?
1: Deuce five six, yeah.
0: All right. You didn't think about 4-betting him on pre preflop?
1: I did think about forebetting a pre flop. I just <sighs> there's a lot of flops I felt like I could make money from. <laughs>
0: Have you ever heard of type passive?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just felt like it was one of those things where if I once I threw once I once I forebet him when i if he goes over the top it's a disaster uh and if he calls it's got to feel like it's going to be hard like i feel like my my range is so narrowed that it makes it easy to play against
0: i always forget like whenever i'm trying to break down like preflop um moves and stuff how much different you and i play which also leads to how we have to play so much different yeah cuz like i'm forbidding with queens all the time there i mean
1: but, Maybe should have against this player, but I don't know. I mean, if he has, if he has, I don't want to blow him off. Jacks and it'd be a ten high flop.
0: Yeah, I mean, luckily for me, Jax calls me pre flop normally. So
1: well, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> it's a uh, but the recreational player ends. He bets one thirty. I call one thirty, and the recreational player now jams for like seven hundred. <laughs> so. He tanks for a long time. Ends up folding. Comes to me. And I'm like, well, okay. 5-6 is obviously not here for $80 pre-flop. I mean, he could have a set here. uh, But it ends up, like, there's 240. and There was 240 on the the pot and the flop. There's now another 260 for me and the other guys bet. I have, like... And then the rest of the all-in from that guy. I have, like, 250 or 300 behind, maybe. Oh. Like, I tank for quite a while, because I'm not sure what he would do this with. But I'm, like, getting these odds. If he jams and he's got, like, pocket tens, I mean, this is a disaster. Uh, I end up making the call. Does he
0: have 3-4?
1: No, he has five six offsuit.
0: Oh, standard.
1: Yeah, yeah, standard eighty. A, a standard three bet call of eighty dollars. So, I mean, in hindsight, the forty. But I mean, this is very results oriented. In hindsight, the four bet I would think would get him off, of five six offsuit. But I mean, very results oriented because I mean, you for the most part want five six offsuit playing in this pot.
0: No, absolutely. Um. So okay. I, I missed what happened pre-flop again i got confused because i thought this hand was heads up whenever you were telling me about it um
1: uh i i bet 20 okay recreational player calls 20 and then the other guy three bets to 80.
0: Hmm.
1: so it's a i mean definitely you could definitely uh argue that a four bet is called is called for here but i mean i think that's pretty results oriented too I mean like I say s- saying you just have to get five six off suit out of this is kind of a bad I mean i I don't think that that's the reason
0: uh no I'll give you the reason why I think you should it here in a second but um how much was in your stack to start the hand about uh I
1: want to say it was probably about six fifty
0: it's kind of a weird spot huh yeah it's
1: kind of a weird <laughs> spot there Again, with the stack sizing, my, maybe that puts a 4-bet puts a out there, too. Because that puts you in a weird spot on a flop like this when someone goes all in, too.
0: So, the reason why I would like a 4-bet to this guy's 3-bet is because you kind of price out that guy. I mean, we don't know he has 5-6 offsuit. He could have, you know, a pocket pair, something like that, right? Uh, suited ace. Um,
1: okay, look, but... Give me okay, but a pocket pair or a suited ace. I mean, a pocket pair is one in eight, and he's not getting one in eight odds. Don't you want that in there?
0: I always squeeze out the other person. I'm never flatting with the guy behind me. I also want to see it heads up. Just I on guess. principle. I mean, I
1: can kind of see that. I mean, it definitely makes it easier to navigate the flop.
0: For sure, that's uh, that's that's the key. Exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, not that I'm getting a better like like I understand what you're saying That it's a profitable to have that guy in there with 5-6 offsuit pocket deuces but it is going to be it is going to be easier I think whenever you 4 bet squeeze that guy's 20 bucks out 20 bucks goes in dead then you can play the heads up from there
1: yeah no 100% it's uh, I do agree with that part of it yeah I mean like it definitely would be easier to navigate uh, heads up but, I mean, you're also losing the $60 on there. And then, I mean, there's so many flops where this guy is just kind of roped. Because, I mean, if, here's the thing, and this is why I think the call was probably good, is if he's playing 5-6 suit, if he's got an open-ended straight draw, if he's, let's say it, he had 7-8, i got to assume he's doing the same thing.
0: I don't know what people do sometimes. I feel like sometimes they just lose their mind for one hand, right?
1: I mean, that's... I mean, I know I've done it, and, like, I mean, not to be cocky, but a better player than a lot of who we play against. It's uh, So, I mean, definitely even most people will lose their mind at some point on one hand. I mean, like I say, like, it's happened to me several times.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that – maybe that was just the time you were just not going to fold. I don't know. But I just – in principle, I like the four bet with that guy behind you, not to invite him in, even though I know you want to – Invite him in sometimes, but I don't know, maybe clean up the equity might be kind of, I mean, seeing it three ways in a three bet pod is kind of dicey.
1: Oh, I mean, a hundred percent it's and
0: Yeah, I, I guess it's also player dependent, but I guess I, I'd rather four bet to make my post flop play easier than to make an extra 40 bucks. And be in a dicey spot all the time. Or not all the time, but post-flop.
1: But, okay, let's say I 4-bet here. Like, with my... with Okay, let's say it's a it's a thinking player.
0: Which one? I thought we agreed both weren't.
1: Well, let's say on my 4-bet... Oh, let's just say I 4-bet here. I mean, my range is just so narrowed, right? I mean, we're looking at probably Queens the bottom of my range, especially with my stack size? Because um, here's the problem. is What what am I hoping to get called on this 4-bet with?
0: Ace-king. Which he's going to Ace-king more often than not.
1: That's fair enough, yeah. I mean, you're definitely... But, I mean, if the only thing you can get called by is something where you're actually only 50-50. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe calls with jacks. He's a aggressive player like that, uh, recreational aggressive.
1: Yeah, I mean this player actually the the three better is Jax is kind of what I had him on a little bit, uh, like after the hand. Obviously, if if I know he's got Jax, I'm probably four betting on the uh on pre flop, but later I was like, well, I'm not sure he would have folded aces or kings in this situation. So Jax, I mean, and he did ponder a call for a while. It seems like so. I think jacks or tens or something like that makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, that's I, I can agree with that analysis of it, but just in general, whenever there's a player behind me, I always lean I always go for the four bet with a hand like this. And if it was a heads up play, then I maybe could consider a call, a flat.
1: Here's a question is can I just fold this? Can I fold this? Obviously I have to make, I make a call from the three better. I mean, 100%. Uh once this guy goes all in, is should this be a fold?
0: God, man. Whenever you... <laughs> it's literally like worst-case scenario, right? Whenever you described it to me. I mean... Here's my thought. Has this recreational player ever bluffed? Have you seen him bluff?
1: I think I have seen him bluff.
0: Okay, because my thought was, is he ever going to put all his money in That was with more... With, you know, because on that type of board, right, he's he's not putting all his money in with pockets or a pair of sixes, right? One, two, five, six.
1: Well, that was kind of my thinking. I was like, well, maybe he just has pocket eights or something like, you know, needs – this is a good flop for him, needs protection, and just overvalues his hands versus bigger overpairs.
0: Yeah, that's true, too. I mean – This is a super um, – I mean, it's a very—I th- I think it's a pretty close decision here.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, obviously, maybe you should be willing to fold on this exact scenario, but in the situation-dependent, getting these odds, I think—I don't know. I mean, I think it's—I think on this exact flop, it's just with there being so many overpairs— I think I might just have to it just is what it is.
0: I that was yeah, I mean I was at, at first he said he gentle, and I was just thinking snap call, but then I was like, Well, does he have a three four? I did not put him on five six. I know you told me the hand, but I thought you were I thought the five six hand to your Queens was heads up. Um, just from trying to remember. Uh I don't know. I think that's a super tight spot that's also very player dependent.
1: Well, that was my thing. Is I was like, he could never have 5-6 here, which he did, obviously. Uh, I was thinking it was either a set or not. Or, I figured it was either a set or an overpair or something like that.
0: But basically, you're saying the disaster. If he shows anything from pocket jacks to pocket, um, what was it, sevens, and just saying he thought he was good would be the worst-case scenario.
1: Yeah, getting those odds. I mean, f- folding for the other 300, I mean... Folding for that amount, getting almost probably one to three on my money, and he just shows like an overpair of like yeah nines or something. I mean, it'd be super. I mean, just super donkey at that point,
0: right? So I don't know. I think I think like we said, like I was saying, I was just kind of just repeating myself. It feels, but very player dependent. That's a horrible spot to be in, and I kind of don't blame either decision you made. Calling or folding.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm only as a big proponent of overfolding at lower stakes because people don't bluff enough. But, I don't know, when you are getting that good of odds on a decent... Because, I mean, you can beat some of the hands that they do represent. I mean, I think it's kind of a tough situation. But, I mean, I will say it was... I mean, I was pretty annoyed. Oh, God, I was so annoyed that night. Because that was right after the whole Paramount fiasco. It's a... but i mean I, it was a lot of fun being at, pa- at prime like in that environment i mean it was really an enjoyable situation there so i was i was i was glad to see that part of it uh okay so finally before we go i had one other session and this is actually a good one
0: <laughs> a
1: i didn't one. know i could win so okay so me and you've gone back and forth against t- time versus rate games. Uh, I try to do the time games a lot here in Houston because I feel like it's better. It's on more on the legal side.
0: Well, I would say both of us too, right? Yeah, both of us. That <laughs> really. yeah. was weird phrasing. Uh. That's true. That's, that's both of us.
1: Uh, wh- but uh, there is one game that is not a time game that people just—I don't everybody's wanted me to go because they seem to love this place so much. Uh, 101 and Katie is a, is, you know, I won't say, I, I don't know how we can use it. We'll just go with non-timed. I'm not going to use use the word right. We'll just say non-timed. Uh, but I go because everybody has recommended this place and I'm like, well, let's just go and see. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go and see and check it out.
0: Here's the thing that we were playing at it when it was a time game. And it was awesome then. I mean, it was a great game whenever it was a timed game.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved it then and everything. Uh, I just hadn't been there in so long. I felt like I needed to check it out again because people... You had said how great it was. A dealer at Prime had said uh, how great it was. So many people told me.
0: And what makes it good is a lot of times in these non time games is the players who are willing to uh, not pay time and get in for free and play for, quote, very big quotes, play for free. Um, Normally don't care about their win rate, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Oh, I mean, it's the... I mean, it goes back to the whole Daniel Negreanu, more rake is better. And, I mean, not saying more rake is better, but just saying if there's two games and one's raked harder, then most of the grinders are going to be the the least raked game and... The fish end up uh, because they don't pay attention to it that much. Go to the other game.
0: I mean, all they see is that there's a gigantic bad beat bonus and there's a bunch of free stuff.
1: Oh yeah, it's a. Uh, and I tell you what, I went there, super impressed by this place. It was just, it was just so nice. I mean, the big projection TVs, uh, just tons of stuff just out and about. Where I mean, you like a lot of free snacks. It was. So nice. The parking lot. I mean, I know it's weird to rave about a parking lot, but by far the best parking lot where you feel like this is just a really nice, like, really safe atmosphere.
0: I mean, it's weird because, like, you get. You would not think the parking lot would be that big of a deal, but whenever you went from playing at 52 uh, Social that turned to 88, and then going from there to Legends parking lot, or going to Prime's parking lot whenever it's packed, packed, and you have nowhere to park. Like, there's literally just nowhere to park. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big deal.
1: It really is. It's... it's. I know people who are not playing Texas will not understand this because it sounds crazy, but it really is. And, I mean, it gives you a better feeling. Like, Prime is probably the best parking lot when it's not busy. Oh, outside yeah, of it. well
0: lit. It's yeah. gated, all that.
1: But, uh, the... Or a other places. Yeah, I mean, it's just but I go in there. I mean, it's just so nice. Uh end up playing in this game and uh not much happens, but I do get into one interesting hand. It's straddle to 6. I, this is by far the best player at the table. He's a who's th- a thinking player. I know he's a, he's a grinder. I've seen him in Houston a lot. Makes it 25. I have ace king. I know he's attacking the straddle, and, I mean, I go ahead and do a three bet up to $100. Something I don't really plan on is the straddle goes all in for, like, $400. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was just shocking, because I I figured that was a fold for $100. I just was not not counting on it. Uh, And then the... The good player, the real good thinking player, uh, ends up fold, folding. I snap call. I mean, I'm just not going anywhere with Ace King. Uh, and I tell him, I'm like, I'm like, you want to run it twice? Like, no, I just want to run it once. And he's like, I always do. I'm like, that's fine. And uh, I'm like, I have Ace King. I don't, sh- I don't think I show my cards, but I uh, announce what I have. And it comes two hearts. And then he asks me, he's like, Do you have Ace King of Hearts? I have like, No, I have one heart. Comes another heart. And then it rivers a heart. And I have the nut flush, and he flips over ace-king of spades.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So that was really the fighting hand there. I mean, which, I mean, is one where just 100% just got lucky. So, But, I mean, that being said, when you've been running bad or whatever... You know what? I'm going to take a little bit of luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised. So you didn't turn your hand over immediately?
1: I've gotten to where I don't if some, nobody else does. Because nobody else seems to. So if they don't show, I mean, I'll announce what I have. And I'm always honest about it. But that way, if it's, I mean, if they show and it's a deal, like I can muck it and I was honest, but nobody knows for certain if I was. But I will flip over my cards if somebody else does. But if nobody else shows, I mean, I'm just you know. Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't.
0: Uh, I I literally always do unless I have dicey holdings. But
1: these dollars <laughs> <laughs> like which is a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm i about I would say 98 percent of the time will turn my cards over immediately. Just I don't want anyone thinking there's a slow rule going on. I just show you what I have and just I tell them I only run it once anyway. So just. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're only turn once pisses people off enough. I feel like you don't need to add anything to, to that. Uh, <laughs> like I say, I will sometimes, whether they do it or not, and sometimes if they don't show, I won't show. Uh, so it just kind of depends on the, the scenario. If they, if they flip over their cards, I always do it 100% of the time. So it's just dependent. But, I mean, I do it a lot. and Like, 90, I've noticed 80 to 90% of the time I do it, like, they just don't do it. I mean, they just keep their cards hidden.
0: Well, normally whenever I turn them over and they don't turn their cards over it's because I'm ahead.
1: That's true. That's a good point.
0: I mean, so, that's what I've noticed at least. So, I always turn it over praying to God I'm ahead. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, it was, uh.
1: But yeah, I was re- uh, really, uh, but I mean, I'll, I don't know, I'll probably go back, to, like, there's a couple non-time games that I really do like, and that 101 Katie now is one of them. Uh, other one is Empire, I like that one a lot. I know you're not big on that place, but I, I think because I know the pe I know a lot of the people that go there, it's a, it's a really kind of a fun, more fun atmosphere than than some of the other rooms. I don't know.
0: I've just not had a great... I mean, I've just never had a good experience at that place. I've always
1: had a good experience.
0: Right, no, I mean, I'm not saying, like, I was treated poor, you know, anything like that. It's just every time I've gone, I've always been kind of like, you know... eh. I mean, one time I did have a bad experience, but that's because some guy was going crazy, like... I don't know, just... Too much to drink, it seems. Oh, you
1: know they're opening another empire, right?
0: I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have a money printing machine, I'm sure you want a bunch of them.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be somewhere at Humble or something. Sure. <laughs> so, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, uh, like I say, I mean, I'm still going to do my thing as far as go to, non- go to time games about 95% of the time. When I do mix in one that's non- I think I am going to go to probably 101 or Empire. Those those are pretty those are pretty fun spots
0: for me. I would definitely be going to 101 for me, but I mean I don't know. I just I guess here's the issue with with me with Empire before we go. I guess this is probably why I don't enjoy it as much. They have a ton of PLO and 101. Katie has old school one three. There's no bomb pots. There's no it's just one three Hold'em the whole time.
1: That is really cool. I, mean, I, I like that a lot. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I actually like those games way more than you, but it's nice to change it up and know that when I go there, I'm actually going to just play the uh, Hold'em. I mean, I like you like, it's nice knowing exactly what you're going to get.
0: I mean, whenever I went, th- I mean, that is literally the deciding factor. Whenever I was debating where to go, I was like, you know... I kind of feel like going somewhere new just because the parking at Legends is so horrid. And um, a lot of the other games kind of shut down early. So I called ahead. And I was like, you know, are you guys open? Because, you know, on um, Poker Alice, they say they're ours. But they're like, oh, no, we'll be open until the game breaks. Right. So I was like, well, I'm on the way, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going all...
1: to be helping keep y'all at work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's all I need to hear. And every time I've gone to 101 Katie, the staff, super nice. Super helpful. Always, you know, get you on a table quick, get you chips. That's one thing that is very nice there. The floor and everyone, super friendly. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, but that's, I saw that on Poker Atlas, Old School 1-3, and that was like, oh, I definitely want to go check this out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, uh, a huge benefit to going there. And, I mean, I asked on Facebook, and I, this has been one of my big complaints, about poker poker rooms is like there's i don't know coming from college station where there was those huge big screen tvs and it was such a cool environment to watch a game there are just not that many that have like really good tvs that make a really good game watching experience 101 that when i asked on facebook that was the place that kept popping up people kept t- talking about and i tell you what super right
0: would you ask on facebook
1: uh, is there a, a place with a ton of big screen TVs that'd just be a very a uh, fun place to watch a game?
0: Oh, yeah, that'd be it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's not even... For all these rooms that keep doing everything in the world to try to get players, how that goes... it's not Big screen TV is not expensive anymore. I mean, there's no reason to have a 32-inch TV in a poker room. I mean, it needs to be 55 or bigger as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I guess I'll definitely be playing tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to be playing tonight, but anything can happen.
1: I'll probably end up playing tonight. I've got some things i got to do tonight, but later I'm probably going to try to squeeze out a couple hours and then most likely be playing tomorrow as well. Any any thoughts where you might want to play tomorrow?
0: Um... Lately, I've been just getting on the atlas and looking. Um, I'll probably end up playing maybe Prime again that while cool. I'm on this side of town.
1: That's true. That sounds good. Yeah. More. Right, because
0: I'm in the middle of a move, which really makes um, playing poker pretty difficult when everyone's moving and doing all this stuff. And you're like, well, I'm going to go play poker all night and sleep in. Good luck with the move. Yeah, uh, that's not a good one. You gotta girlfriend
1: doesn't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, kind of limit the poker, but, I mean, it's only for a short amount of time. And I'm in the middle of it, so.
1: Well, that's a uh, yeah. It, that makes it a lot more difficult, but yeah, we'll have to see. And like I say, we'll end up we'll end up somewhere battling.
0: Absolutely. On that note, this concludes the textbook of podcast. That was episode fifty-one. We will talk to you next week.